Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, all of you sexy modern lovers out there. We're going to talk about a really sexy topic today, financial infidelity. Mm, I hope you're wondering, what is that? Because our guest today, Neil Godfrey, is going to talk about the lack of of understanding that most of us have when it comes to money and love. It was Zsa Gabor who once said, I want a man who's kind and understanding. Is that too much to ask of a millionaire? And whatever your take is on that statement, it's a reflection of how many of us have a distorted view of money especially when it comes to love. So today we're going to talk about money personalities and the leading causes of financial infidelity with world-renowned finance expert Neil Godfrey. Here at Modern Love, we know that real love starts with communication. Calm means with. We want to be with one another. And from workshops to mastermind groups to couples therapy, And all the programs that we offer here at Modern Love, we always bring together psychology, science, and spirituality to create massive changes in your life now. You can visit us at www.drbrendawade.com or join me in person at one of our Modern Love trainings here at our training center in San Francisco. In fact, we have one coming up on April 8th if you're in the Bay Area. Just hit us back. And we'd be happy to have you join us. Now, let's talk about our Dr. Brenda question for today. Here we go. My fiancé and I have been engaged for two years. Our wedding is set for a year from now. And I'm thinking about calling off the wedding, not because I don't love him or because I don't want to spend the rest of my life with him. It's because I'm the only one with a decent job. He has a job that doesn't earn enough to support us. I can't be the only one earning an income. I have no idea what happened. Wow. I. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cliff. We're good. Let's be sorry. Can we Go start ahead. over? Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going, Brenda. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. We're good. I'm going to start with the Dr. Brenda question, okay? Okay. Actually, um, Let's pick up the edit when I'm talking about the upcoming Modern Love Seminar, okay? Let me just take a second. Okay, water. yeah. Room for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Visit us at www.drbrendawade.com or better yet, join me. Take the risk to take action in your love life, and join me at our Modern Love Academy April 8th for Love and Money 2.0, what Mama 
couldn't teach you about love and money. So you're going to learn five secrets to love and money. We'd love love to have you join us. You can find out more on Eventbrite or send us an email. Now let's get right into our Ask Dr. Brenda question. Dear Dr. Brenda, my fiancé and I have been engaged for two years. Our wedding is set for a year from now, and I'm thinking about calling off the wedding. Not because I don't love him, but because he has a job that doesn't earn enough to support us. I would be the only one with a decent job. And I just can't bear that. How are we supposed to move out of our parents' houses and start a life if I'm doing everything? What am I going to do? Am I making the right decision to call off the wedding? This is from Claudette in San Bruno. All right, Claudette, I totally get your concerns about money. And it is difficult to think, gee, the person I'm about to marry isn't financially capable And money is the number one thing that couples fight over, and these are the fights that lead to divorce. So you starting your marriage with money problems is not a good sign. I want to recommend that right now you sit down with a good book, and our guest, Neil Godfrey, has some very good books you can look into, and make a spending plan. How will we work with the income we have right now if we get married now, And what will be different if we put off our wedding? Now, you've got a whole year before the wedding to do some planning, to make some changes, to really understand what your financial obligations will be. So get to work on that, Claudette, and also ask this crucial question. What does money mean to him, and what does it mean to you? Now, let me introduce our guest today, who's going to give you a lot of information about love and money. It's my pleasure to introduce Neil Godfrey, who is a nationally acknowledged expert on family and children's finances with over 30 years in the financial field. Back in 1989, Neil formed her own company, Children's Financial Network, Inc., whose mission Boy, I wish this had been around a lot sooner, is to educate children and their parents about money. She's the author of 27 books that deal with money, life skills, value issues. She's been honored with a number one New York Times bestseller, Money Doesn't Grow on Trees. Oh, Neil must have known my mother. Money Doesn't Grow on Trees, a parent's guide to raising financially responsible children. She's also a creator of Green Streets, the number one educational app for iTunes. She serves as the national spokesperson for companies such as Aetna, Microsoft, Coca-Cola, and Fidelity, appeared on numerous TV shows from Oprah to Good Morning America, the Today Show, and she's currently the voice for baby boomers and millennials and their offsprings in her online article for Forbes magazine, which has reached 6 million readers. All right, everyone, welcome to the show, Neil Godfrey. Hey, Neil, how are you? It's great to be with you today, Brenda. I'm great, I, and I love your advice. That was fantastic. Thank you. Now, how do we avoid financial infidelity, and what is that? Well, you really touched on it. It's communication. You talked about transparency, and we talk a lot about that. Come clean. Come clean with yourself and come clean with whomever you're going to partner with. And that means really come clean. And I love the way you talked about it because it's not only the objective part or, you know, what are our goals and let's have a budget and let's stick to it. It's what does money mean to me? 
how am I going to define myself? Is it my report card? And you have to be really honest. I mean, that's what you teach people. Yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes from you. Because, Neil, you say, and I, I love this quote, for many, money is life's report card. And for others, it may be a way to control a relationship. And then we end up getting blinded by the way we decide to handle money. And we think our approach is, quote, the right one. So talk about that quote from your blog, How to Avoid Financial Infidelity. Well, the fact of the matter is is that we have an emotional relationship to money. We grew up with it. We grew up we didn't have it. We saw our mom maybe and dad manipulated by it. How come you're not working? What do you mean you're staying home with the kids? Well, I really work. We've all heard it, and we all know that the fights start about that. So we're programmed. It's in our DNA. It sits there on our little shoulder every single day, and it yaps at us. Well, you're not <laughs> really earning that. You should be earning, right? It's there. It's there. Right. Why are you saying that? And my that? favorite really was that you, you actually wrote a book called Money Doesn't Grow on Trees yes. because my mother, I swear to God, if I heard it once, probably right. 10,000 times. And by the way, when you were a kid, you had no idea what that meant. But it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You heard it, you know. But the whole point is we're programmed that way, and we think we come to it the best way possible. Right, and that our way is right. It's our way. God, if I had a nickel for all the couples I have worked with in our trainings or in private coaching who are fighting about money, Honestly, Neil, you know, it is the number one reason people are fighting. So what do you mean when you say financial infidelity? What is that? Well, if you're not truthful with somebody about what your financial situation is and, frankly, how you come to the world thinking about money, you're not honest. Mm, So would that be my mother hiding the shopping bags in the closet from my dad? Bingo. How many times have you heard one of your clients say, Don't 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 tell don't tell your your father. Don't don't do that. Or, you know, I'll just I'll pay for it tomorrow. I'll have another credit card. I'll do or even the words, the words, I don't have the money, I'll use my credit card. Oh my god, what message did you just send to the kids? Wow. Wow. So financial infidelity is any place we're not truthful with ourselves or our partner or whoever else it might be about yes. money. So you're saying about transparency money. is the way to go. Now, what are financial personalities? Well, did, did you have more than one child in the family? In my family, there's seven yeah. of us, seven kids. Okay. I'm number and two you also, seven. do you have kids? I mean, you? Yes, I do. Okay. So they somehow have come into the world some are savers and some are spenders, and they just come into the world that way, which is amazing. I don't know why, by the way. Do you know that if they're twins, one is usually a saver and one's a spender? I don't know why. That, that is interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And the deal is, is that if you come into that world with that mindset, that's how you handle things. So... All of a sudden, when you're coming to the world, I'm a spender, and that makes me feel good, and maybe I spend instead of dieting, which always made sense to me because I wasn't eating while I was spending. But anyway, (laughs) that, that when you come into it in that way, or you're a saver, and that behavior then is fostered. We think savers, by the way, are better than spenders. 
We know that the ideal financial personality is right in the middle, a joyful mm-hmm. spender and a joyful saver. And you know, I've know, got a friend who I am telling you, he won't spend a nickel on himself. He just won't. He okay. lives in a very nice apartment with no furniture in it. How about you're out to lunch with, and this is not sexist, but let's use it with the girls. Everyone can afford the lunch. It comes check time, and there's somebody who says, well, I only had the salad, and I didn't have anything to drink, so I shouldn't. I mean, what do you want to do? You want to stun them with a shovel. I mean, right? Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, I think this gets really serious when, like my friend, who has probably, you know, eight figures in the bank, who won't buy furniture for himself, and the refrigerator is always empty. It's very manipulative, by the way, because when they do that and it comes check time and it's time to actually spend the money and they go, no, it's okay, I don't want to do it, everyone else around them goes, don't worry, we'll do it. And it, you mm. see the behavior with little kids. It's time to go to the movies and one child says, no, I'll stay home. And the other kids go, no, no, we'll pay for you. I had a friend who died with... $5 million. I had no idea. She always wanted to go to Paris. That was her dream. She never paid for a thing with me, by the way. Oh, I was ouch. So sorry for Is that her. person still your friend? She died of a brain tumor, Brenda. Oh, bless her heart. And I sat there. I had no idea she had all Well, money. health has a lot to do with stress, and money is such a stressor. Yes. And again, especially for couples, especially the stress it brings into relationships. Now, one of the things that we've talked a lot about, and I know you have a very particular way of working with, is how to make a real budget. Now, I'm allergic to the word budget. I like the word spending plan because budget always feels like it's uh, restrictive. So what's a real budget in your view, Neil? Well, for starters, you have to know where you've been before you know where you're going. That's number one. Mm-hmm. So in part of the transparency to come clean with yourself, each member of the family needs to sit down and track their spending, first for a week and then for a whole month. I don't care if you you go low-tech and you're carrying around a 3 by 5 file card or you want to take um, a picture on your on your phone and tally it up that way. I don't care how you do it, but you need to really say what you're spending money on. Then, and I call it a no magic money log. It's no magic because you spent it. Then that's number one. You sit down and you disclose to everybody what you've been spending money on. Number one. Number two. Set your goals. What do you want? What do you want life to look like? I'm not going to tell you. Do you want to get the kids? to college? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want a car? Do you want to travel? That, whatever it is. Again, non-judgmental. Everybody write it down themselves. Then all of a sudden, compare them. Find out if your goals mesh. That's number two. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. make your your plan. You don't have to call it a budget. It's like a diet. You don't have to call it that. Call it whatever you want. But then you have to hold each other accountable. Not accusatory, Accountable. It's different. Hmm. That makes complete sense. Now, this business about knowing where you've been, a lot of people I've worked with are in denial about where they've been. 
they are afraid to look at literally i i'm not kidding neil i bet you've seen this too people who don't open the bills people who won't yeah. open the online bank account statement <laughs> and yeah. evaluate where they really are there's a lot of this money denial because of the anxiety it triggers how do you cope with that what would you say to someone who's not opening would, the bills and the bank statements i i would send them to you and they need to lie down and have a session with you and and really come clean because it's a it's a bigger issue it, we're now into self-esteem we're now into lots of other things it's not just a simple money issue there's some psychosis behind it so now they need professional help hmm. well i wouldn't have them lie down i'd probably put them in one of our trainings where we could get to the bottom of it and empower them to take some of the actions that you're recommending. So, Neil, if you had a couple come to you who are just about to divorce because of fights over money, what advice would you give them? I would say to them, let's really get down to the bottom of the issues in this. And, again, I bet there's financial infidelity. I bet they've been lying to each other. I bet they have not really been coming clean because if – You've gotten to that point where you're really going to split up. Things are pretty bad. Mm. So the question is, I in that case, I would start with the goals. Don't even start with the where we've been because the right. recriminations are going to come in and the fight's exactly. going to be on where we've been because they're, they'll lie to each other. The The big thing is, do we share any goals for the future? Can we overlap and share something? If we can agree on where we're going to go, then we can put where we've been behind us and we can start from here. Yeah, I like that advice. It reminds me of the second question that we have in the uh, to ask Dr. Brenda Q because it's about people on the opposite side of an issue, in this case politics. This question is from Denise in Nevada who says, help, I've been dating my boyfriend for a year, we're pretty serious, and she says, in parenthesis, I should add, our sex life is unbelievably good. We've always had great conversations. And then I found out we did not vote for the same person in the election. I voted for Clinton. He said Trump. I was so shocked, and he was too. I love him in every conceivable way, but I just don't know if we can make it work because Obviously, she says, he's on the wrong side of the political spectrum. Okay, Denise, right there, right there. That's the problem. You're making him wrong. And this was the most divisive presidential election in the history of the United States, as far as I know. And the reason is the issues that were on the table were issues that had so much emotional content. It's very, very emotional for people who care about the environment, who care about women's rights and a woman's right to choose. These are deeply, passionately emotional issues. And if you're on the other side and you have a different view, you're just as passionate. So I would ask you, and I've had to say this to a lot of couples during and after this election, to please go back to, and I'm going to echo the advice you just gave, Neil, go back to what it is that draws you together. Go back to what it is that makes you love one another and start living from this is who we are, this is what we love about each other. We both have passionate views about these other things. 
Is there a way we can actually support one another and our passion for the environment, if that's what it is, our passion for uh, whatever's on each side? Is there a way we can understand it? Or do we need to just put it in a box and keep moving? All right, that's what I've got to say. Now, Neil, you get the last word here. What do you want people to take away? Now, before you even go there, what are you working on these days? Because I know you've always got something fantastic in the hopper. Well, one of the things that um, I'm excited about is I'm joining a huge social network called The Maven, and I'm going to have a channel called Neil Godfrey. And what I'm going to do is be there every step of the way with you from the time you're born and have those kids all the way through, getting a job, becoming an entrepreneur, coupling, uncoupling, doing the wedding, uh, then moving into further down in life with retirement. So I'm going to follow you because money is going to be a part of your life from the time you open your eyes until the time you close your eyes. And... You need someone who's going to coach you and be there to give you tools and tips. Wow, that sounds like a wonderful thing because you're right. Money is part of every step of the journey. And for those who want to know about Neil's project, the Maven, Neil, I know you'll be putting information out as it becomes available. Her website is www.greenstreetcommons.com. Dot com. All right, so just stay tuned, everyone. Neil will give us more about the Maven. And she's got a blog. Now, how do we access the blog? Is it at that website? Well, if you go to Forbes.com, Neil Godfrey, you can read all the articles. Fantastic. Forbes.com, Neil Godfrey. Read her articles. And, Neil, we've talked about transparency, financial personalities, how to make a real budget. You've got 27 books out there, and this show is all about us building libraries and information. So if you do hit a money snag or you want to up your game with money, go grab some of Neil's books and put them in the money section of your library, especially if there are children in your life. For God's sake, give them a better start than most of us got because our parents we're terrified about money, and when we don't have enough information, we get more scared. So, Neil, what is it you want to leave us with today about money? Just have money be a healthy part of your life. Talk about it. Love each other for it. Respect each other for it. And don't make it the biggest secret in the family. Mm. Love each other for it. Respect each other for it. And don't make it a secret. Now, On the how-to side, what's the one thing everybody should do right now about They should really decide what they want their life to look like and then back into the money part. Hmm. You know, that's great advice. So it's set the intention for what you want your life to look like and then say, okay, how does the money have to line up to support that? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. I love it, because living from intention works, whether it's money, whether it is your relationship, whether it's your professional life. And, you know, I'm going, that is great advice. I'm going to do that, Neil. And I hope the rest of you will do that also. 
Thank you so much to Neil Godfrey, who is a great financial expert. You can check her out on Forbes.com. Check out her website once again. That's GreenStreetCommons.com. We're looking forward to the Maven. And a big, huge thank you to our executive producer, Mr. LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning, and to all you modern lovers, hit me back on social media, Dr. Brenda Wade, or our website. And I look forward to you learning more about how love and money work together. Blessings, everyone.